Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. Marvel's latest movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse Madness, we are seeing a movement from a lot of the normal superhero movies that are not so normal into this new genre with Doctor Strange being more of a horror film. And to discuss that with me, as well as many of the occult leanings of Doctor Strange, is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Praise the Lord, Chad. I'm ready to get to it, man. This is uh, just further rabid indoctrination of not just our young people, but adults just making a sorcery look you know, normal as though it's okay to contact the, the these other realms and these entities, which are demons. Uh, so this stuff needs to be exposed because millions of young Christians are being indoctrinated in this and they're putting their guards down and the enemy's going to wreak havoc in their hearts and minds. Amen. And, you know, one of the things, Joe, and we're going to be getting into, we have a few different reviews so you guys can see we're not the only ones saying they that this should be in the horror genre and films. Secular world saying that, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it, it does seem, before we even get into the horror stuff and play you some of those reviews, it does seem like really in modern times, whether we're talking about Sabrina the Teenage Witch or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, or Bewitched before that, or I think more prevalent now is probably Harry Potter and now Doctor Strange. It does seem that witchcraft and the occult is so mainstream now that people are no longer shocked at all when this stuff is thrown right out in our faces. Yeah, this is uh, really crazy because when you just mentioned Harry Potter Potter, and you mentioned Doctor Strange, these are two icons in popular culture right now with a lot of the young people. And Doctor Strange going way back, you know, decades. Uh, you know, he was actually, you know, older than me almost, you know. So, uh, but what's interesting with both these characters, they're both created in the image of, or written in the image, J.K. Rowling. Uh, she actually channeled a lot of her, her narrative that she wrote down by spirit entities and she the characters and so forth came through her in a stream of consciousness strolled in her consciousness and she says the narratives and it's crazy because we are able to you know show when we do this not in our video harry potter uh which we expose uh which we do a lot on that but in uh hollywood's war on god we have a whole section where we show that harry potter was created uh in the image of satan so lester crowley all these crazy parallels well guess what same thing with dr strange uh and Doctor Strange is basically, I mean, they might as well call this movie, you know, Satanist Alester Crowley in the, you know, in, in the multi in the multiverse of madness, you know, because that's who Crowley, he's made in the image of Crowley. And not on this show, because we have so much to cover in this show, but in a subsequent show, uh, because our video will hopefully be out in, you know, not too long, uh, four, five, six weeks or so, we'll see. Uh, we're really close on it, though. And <laughs> we've had a lot of the stuff on Doctor Strange, the connection with Crowley done for over a year now, maybe two years. Uh, so we're actually, you know, bolstering this thing, making even it. the case is so eye popping where, you know, I mean, I, I'm chomping at the bit, uh, <laughs> but it's going to blow people away. But the crazy thing is, is that uh, they're introducing people, as you said, Crowley's whole life. And Dr. Strange is a Lester Crowley. Crowley was himself. His 
Life was a horror film, but it was real. I mean, this is the guy who did spirit cooking or cakes of light, who uh, said to put sperm and urine and poop and, and, the, and the blood from sacrificed children in wafers uh, and as a, a, to do it in memory of, of for, to actually become one with Satan as Christians, a mock of the, of, of the Lord's Supper. And he instructed, he says, the greatest magical incantation that his followers could conduct would be to daily partake of Satan, which he was included human excrement. He ate human poop regularly, Crowley did. And he called this S-H-T, not S-H-I-T, but S-H-T. And he says, this is to partake of Satan, which shows you what he really thought of Satan, right? Uh, it's crazy stuff. So we're talking about he, his whole life sacrificing uh, children and, and, and uh, all kinds of disgusting, wicked, perverse things. And uh, he was in touch with demonic entities, sexual orgies that included children. We proved that by uh, people that were, you know, were intimate with his practices and so forth. And just the, the, the graffiti that the government of Sicily had under Mussolini had covered up after he got ran out of there. That was uncovered by, you know, Satanist, Luciferian, Kenneth Anger and Ken, uh, Alfred Kinsey, uh, the co- you know, the, basically the founder of the, you know, basically the main guy behind sexual education here in this country. And they actually went to his, his deal in Sicily and uncovered all these pornogra- pornographic orgies that were in his bedroom with little kids, little boys. And he said he's going to bring sodomy to the children and sodomize the world, basically. And that's what he's been doing. Uh, they're pushing the occult. They're pushing sexual perversion. All these things that are such an onslaught. But Chad, I'm glad we're getting into this because a lot of Christians realize, yeah, I, we got to protect our kids from sexual perversion, from sodomy, from all these things. Yet they let their guard down when it comes to the occult. And God, the Lord God puts sorcery, you know, the occult, witchcraft on the same list. Uh, not only as abandoned as abominations in the scripture and those that want to inherit the kingdom of God in the scripture, but those that go to the lake of fire. So it breaks my heart as so many Christians have been so deceived that they're like, oh, you know, that's promoting, you know, sex between two guys, you know, and that's not right. But then they'll say, oh man, Harry Potter, you know, he's that, you know, what God calls physical adultery between hum- you humans, he calls spiritual adultery when his people become engaged in witchcraft or things which promote it. No, and and guys, we, we are doing this episode, and one of the reasons we're doing that not only is because we're working on an entire series on this, and today, tonight, we believe hundreds of thousands of people right here in this country, and eventually probably millions of people are going to go and watch Doctor Strange's new movie where he goes into the multiverse, and they're calling it Into the Multiverse Madness. And so a bunch of people are going to be going and watching that for entertainment, So we wanted to talk about it because it's really, really important for us to understand this. While other people are promoting not only the Harry Potters of the world and so many of the Marvel characters as being a form of Christian thought, I guess, that you can actually garner something from these things and then grow spiritually from watching them. uh, It's a good time for us to recognize that these things are actually wicked And when it comes to believers, God was very upset with those who did not recognize the difference between the holy and the profane. And so we want to make sure that that's what we're doing here today is looking at this and saying, what is holy and what is profane? And this is absolutely profane. And the first part of our seven part is actually going to be more than that, but we'll get into that another time. The first part of this seven-part series has been out now for a little over a month. And now we're excited because, Joe, I don't know if you have it in your hands, but I have it in my hands because 
a lot of people have no, been asking. Yes, you do. A lot of people have been asking about the DVD because we now have in our hands, finally, good job, Tony, uh, getting this for us. But we finally have Marvel and DC's War on God, the Antichrist Agenda, available for you on MarvelDCExposed.com. I'm going to maybe see if it'll float there, but I bump my stuff a lot, so hopefully it doesn't fall. But we will have that now on our website, available for you guys. I'm going to put mine under my Bible. Lord God trumps that. So. Amen, amen. But it's still better than any Apple product. So uh, I'm going to keep yeah, it. That'll win a lot Apple of people to Christ, just like they sold their souls. Did. And, there's, and people come out of darkness. Tad was just talking to a, a gentleman today who said he got rid of almost a thousand comic books after he mm -hmm. saw that. You know, it makes people aware what's going on. And this is so good for evangelism. Uh, we have to really, you guys, uh, if you've seen that thing, bam, it packs a punch. And, and those who don't know Christ, We've, we've seen the reactions when we first showed at the theater with people that just kind of wandered in there. Uh, we invited off the streets and they were dumbfounded. They want to talk to us the next hour saying, wow, they had no clue all this was going on. So, but this is the great thing about this is sometimes you give somebody a digital code, digital code, and they can go watch it and, and so forth. Cool thing about this, and we're going to uh, get a lot of these out is you can street witness, you can share with people, just friends and family and say, hey, check this out. Most people, they still have, you know, a way to play a DVD either on the computer or they can play it through on Xbox or PlayStation or what have you. And that that right there, it's right there, man. It just became available a couple days ago. Yeah, and I think it's important for us to recognize the evangelical nature of it because that's the the truth is that somebody gave me a DVD called They Sold Their Souls to Rock and Roll. And after I watched that, I gave my life to Christ. And now it's, I'm excited because I get to hand these out as well. Even my, my nine-year-old son, who, by the way, when things like you know Iron Man and, and Captain America first came out, he was a big fan until we recognize the wickedness behind it. And it's really interesting. And by the way, I mean, I brought that up because he's been one of the ones handing out cards and I can't wait for him to be able to hand out the DVD. That's going to be something else. But you can still watch it digitally. Don't think we're stopping that. You can go to MarvelDCExposed.com and you can watch it digitally right on there on the website. You don't have to wait for anything. But if you want to order it just like this DVD, or if you want to order it because you want to hand it out to people, you can go to MarvelDCExposed.com. All you do is click over to the DVD part. Yeah, we have a bulk evangelistic rate too, so get more into people's hands as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we want to try to get this out to you guys. We're excited about it. Uh, and it's very interesting because we're talking right now about Doctor Strange. And I can tell you this, the first meeting that I was a part of when it came to Joe talking about Marvel and getting this Marvel video out, the first thing that I was locked into and I said, wow, that's incredible, was the connection you had made with Crowley and with Dr. Strange. Now, I didn't like realize. parallels. Yeah. With evidence <laughs> going behind the scenes by the writers and so forth saying, oh, got him. They admit it. You know? And Joe can't wait to get this video out, which we are working on right now. Literally, as we speak, I believe Josh is in his office because we had to put someone else working on the live stream here. Josh is in his office editing for, for Good Fight Ministries to put these things out. So it's important for us to get these parallels. And I know Joe, Joe's chomping at the bit to get them be out to you because I, like I said, this was the one that when he brought it out, it sold me. This sounds like a great project. I can't wait. This is amazing. I had no idea what's going on. This is incredible, let alone all the stuff that's come out from Iron Man ever since then and so forth. That's and stuff to get out in part one. Part one's boom, strong enough, but the seven part deal so you guys can show, you can see the entire purview of what the enemy is doing here and we're called you know not to be ignorant of satan's devices but expose and have no fellowship with the fruitless 
uh, works of darkness, but rather expose them. And that's what we do in this. And by the way, Chad, I mean, we point out, we point that out in this, this expose here is that the uh, uh, Marvel's Avengers owned by Disney, who was an occultist, by the way, we proved that uh, that's the top genre of movies in history. That's why we have, it's not like we're talking about some fringe things going on. And we point out in this same video point. that four of the top 10, top 10 franchises are based on superheroes. The four top, four of the top 10 franchises of all time. It's just mind blowing. So all kinds of people are being touched by this stuff. And the enemy loves it because he's able to introduce them to the spiritual realm through the multiverse and so forth. And make it look appetizing and open people up to the demonic world. And this is so important. And the, the truth is, is that so many people are being very involved and touched by these movies. And th you have to think about it. I, I believe the last Super Bowl, it was for 30 seconds of an ad of an ad. You had to pay four million dollars. Now, if Pepsi and Doritos and all these companies right. spent four million dollars for 30 seconds and it had no effect on you and it didn't sell you anything, then guess what? They would all go bankrupt. But imagine if you're watching Snyder's cut for four hours. Imagine Not 30 it, <laughs> seconds, four hours. Now. Imagine if you're watching Endgame for over three hours. And by the way, a ton of Christians watch that and then will still look you in the face and say, I just don't have enough time to read my Bible, right? Or self-proclaiming Christians. And these things are important for us to recognize and not to condemn, but also to say, hey, we need to start getting our priorities straight. And when we recognize the fruit of something is coming from a wicked tree, and the fruit is wicked. Let's also point it out and lovingly share with people what's really going on. And, and, and I think it's so important for us to understand. And one of the things we wanted to show and, and I think has become really prevalent, especially when it comes to the latest film from uh, Marvel here, when it comes to Doctor Strange, is the fact that for so many people and maybe the director alone, Sam Raimi, so many people think Sam Raimi and they're like, well, he's done Marvel stuff before, right? Because he was doing... Spider-Man, and you brought up uh, Kenneth Anger. Who's a good friend of Kenneth Anger? Oh, James Franco is a good friend of Kenneth yeah. Anger. Oh, James Franco was also in what? He was in Spider-Man, right? He was a Green Goblin's son, and then he became an evil character as well. And this is a guy who was friends with Satanist Kenneth Anger and does absolutely positively satanic nonsense and videos that Anger you can't even watch. a satanic wedding in a Franco video. Uh, co-founder of Church of Satan is what Franco or uh, uh, Kenneth Anger was. So you can watch our video. You go to YouTube and just search our uh, Franco video, and you'll see uh, basically a satanic, bloody type orgy without any of the sex while they're grinding each other. We edit it, and you just see Kenneth Anger there, co-founder of Church of Satan, doing the wedding in Franco's video. Yeah, and you can see also in our series where we cover the pornography industry and its connection with Satan, and we call it satan's sex scheme and you can see where we show the connection there with franco and and so right. forth because these things are really important for us to understand i mean i think some of the nasty stuff that's come out from the johnny depp and amber heard stuff and yeah. you see some of the connections there once again Depp hung out with marilyn manson the admitted satanist oh 100 amber heard was maybe cheating on him in fact i think she was in an elevator with james franco and then also with elon musk yeah, with if musk i remember well, correctly yeah. And it's it's just a weird, it would be weird if there wasn't a spiritual connection yeah, there strange. in terms of who they are no and, and what they're about. Yeah. And so what what I want you guys to see and what we want to play here is a a bunch of different reviews, four different reviews by different people that absolutely love 
Doctor Strange, specifically this new film that they're reviewing, and they're telling you what they love about it. Because so many people, as we mentioned earlier, we're watching superhero genres and we're thinking this is fun. This is exciting. There's a good guy winning, right? Well, where is this going? You've talked about it, Joe, at length. It's going to the place of the occult. It's going to the place of witchcraft. But where else is it going? Because this one, as you're going to see, this is just this is not our words. These are the reviewers who are fans of the film. They're going to tell you what they like most about the latest Doctor Strange film. The movie has a lot of horror movie tones sprinkled throughout. The point is, when it's Sam Raimi horror tone, it was awesome. I liked that more than the concept of going through the multiverse. I just, anytime it was Sam Raimi horror tone, I was like, this is bad. And kind of in line with that, you know what I like most about this movie? And I mean it. The carnage. That's right. New MCU movie. What did I like most? The blood. The slaughter. I mean it. You can have horror tone without blood. You can have blood without horror tone. I mean, it's not super bloody. I'm just saying more people died horribly in this movie than I expected to die so horribly in an MCU movie. I think this is as far as the MCU can go with horror. It has the nastiest kills, the creepiest monsters and creatures. There's the undead here, and this is the goriest MCU film. I was a little bit surprised that they were able to get away with as much as they get away with in this film and still get a PG-13 rating. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness delivers on the promise of the MCU's first true horror film, with director Sam Raimi bleeding his signature horror into every frame. It is the MCU's most violent film by a long shot. The body count is high and you feel every fatality which is something I have always felt the MCU could use some more of. It does deliver, uh, I think, a leveling up of some of the intensity, especially just within certain images and certain deeds done and depicted in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are certain things that are actually kind of shocking in a way I was not expecting this movie to go to in a horror kind of uh, setting. So yeah. very much pleased by that. And it feels appropriately sinister and mystical and sort of outside the realms. Like they do really have a great grip on that sort of occultish end yes. of the MCU. And, and they, it gets pretty demonic at points in a way I was kind of surprised by. So, Joe, you're hearing the reviewers. These are secular reviewers, big fans of the film. And they're saying things like they were surprised that it got away with a PG-13 rating. Yeah. I, I mean, let's start there and then we can move on to the admittedly demonic stuff. Yeah, they're just pushing the envelope. And it's something that we've been sharing with you for a long time is uh, for those who know Christ, uh, scriptures tell us that uh, the, the it gets brighter and brighter for us, you know. The more and more we see what's going on, the more and more uh, we get closer and closer to uh, Christ's return. The more we see, uh, and the, the scriptures say that knowledge will increase the end times. And uh, the context there, Daniel is will understand truth, will understand God's truth even better. But for the world, it gets darker and darker. And unfortunately, for the believers, they get sucked into the world and are conformed to the world. They're actually going the wrong direction. And what an enemy does, it's like the you know the old you know deal about the frog in the pot. You just, He'll jump right out if you stick a frog in a pot and he's a living frog. Just jump right out if it's hot. But if you just slowly turn up the heat and you just slowly, you know, turn it into like a warm jacuzzi and just percolates and so forth. And supposedly he'll just haven't done this myself, but the, the illustration is great. Uh, he'll just kind of kick back like, well, this is nice. Until before you know it, he's poached and he's dead. And that's what's happened to so many professing, uh, perhaps hundreds of thousands or millions of professing Christians. You notice, Chad, they didn't stick this. This wasn't the first MCU you know, movie. This wasn't the first Marvel 
uh, movie because it would have freaked everybody out. They were like, that's wicked. That's horrible. That's demonic. In fact, they waited until they even brought the sorcerer out there. Sorcerer, Dr. Strange, the master of the dark or black arts, right? They waited until they brought him out. People weren't going to be ready for him, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. When Ray, in 2004 through 2007, I think it was, did the trilogy of the Spider-Man movies, he's a horror dude. So he wasn't putting that stuff out, but he's putting Spider-Man out, but he wasn't going to bring this into the MCU universe, MCU, uh, universe because, well, Spider-Man was kind of Sony's deal anyway. But now that he's working with uh, Marvel on this and has put this out, you see his demonic fingerprints all over it. And uh, so they, first they waited for Doctor Strange to come out. Okay, now's the right time. But when they brought Doctor Strange out, he's a nice guy, and you know, he's a sorcerer, you know. And now it's like, wow, you know, now you're seeing more of the Crowleyan type theme, blood, slaughter, magic, more sorcery, more wit, you know, more perversion. And that's what we expected. But what unfortunately, people are none the wiser. They're just like, wow, oh, this is a cool movie, you know. Yeah, and and it really is that, like you said, you mentioned the frong and the kettle, and it's very interesting to see this where we've been warning about it <laughs> for quite some yeah. time. Guys, it's going to get darker and darker and darker, but yet people are so excited to see Doctor Strange, and they keep adding huge stars to the MCU universe, right? I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they keep adding these stars. Rachel McAdams now is a part of it. People used to love her for her yeah. you know, uh, notebook and so forth, You know, these love stories and stuff. And they just keep adding and they keep blowing up and people keep being excited about it. And I think that one of the biggest dangers that I've seen, at least in the church, is you even hear the language of so many people that are, whether they're online or making videos, where you have this idea of manifesting. This is something that is so prevalent. And I know Tom Holland talked about this yeah, sure, or the first one. Uh, about manifesting even being um spider-man and, and so forth and even you know robert pattinson talked about him manifesting that yeah. and this is becoming so popular whether even in the sports in sports manifestation i i just saw that aiden hutchinson was a guy who was drafted number two overall and he had all the manifestations inside of his suit that he was i'm gonna be the number one pick well that didn't manifest itself he was number two right oh i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and these are my manifestations and this has become commonplace language same thing with your daily horoscopes and all of these things that, I mean, these are pagan rituals. These are demonic things. They're not just small. They're not just, oh, it's no big deal. This is the reality and it's become commonplace. And the new age has snuck so much into the church. And I believe the entertainment and the framing behind so many people watching these films has really pushed them right into this. Yeah, especially with Dr. Strange. I mean, we, we're going to expose quite graphically in the next video that comes out uh, that not only did he, you know, the writers get influenced by Satan and Lester Crowley, but they've brought a lot of his magic into it. A lot of the sorcery from just, you know, the demonic world. And now this is being manifested and Satan comes as the angel of light. So Dr. Strange is portrayed so often as a good guy. So, you know, the scriptures warn, you know, they call good evil and evil good and, uh, and vice versa. So the concern is, is that, Young people are being just, you know, they're being jammed, you know, and it's an occult technique. It's also a Hollywood technique called jamming. And people are just being mass deceived right now. And the scripture tells us that we're supposed to hate evil. That we're supposed to love righteous, we're supposed to love the Lord who created us, who gave us life, who redeemed us. And the more we fall in love with the Lord and know the God of creation and know who he is and know that he's forbidden us to get involved in the occult, the more we're going to hate the occult, the more we realize the occult is tied to Satan 
and to the demonic world, the more we're going to hate the occult. Unfortunately, a marvel is spinning as though, guess what? There's these multiverses and, you know, there's all these different powers and they can be used for good or evil. And that's not, and as though you can draw these, these different types of powers from the universe itself. Uh, but when the Bible, the Bible knows nothing of the Marvel universe. The Bible, if you want to speak of a multiverse, the only multiverse you could even conceive of in scripture is that God created the one huge physical universe, time, space, and matter. But there is a spiritual realm, right? Uh, there is the heavenlies. Uh, there's God who lives in the, exists in the third heaven, which Paul speaks of one being caught in the third heaven. We see John, the apostle, uh, receiving revelation and being caught up in, in the, into God's heavenly realm and giving us the book revelation for the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's also the spiritual world where it says that Satan is the prince and the power of the air, you know, of the heavenlies as some translations state, and that he's the ruler of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. So what the occult is about and occult incantations and so forth that Dr. Strange is engaged in really from Crowley is to open up those spiritual portals to the demonic world through saying, yes, it's basically basically putting a bullseye in your heart and saying, here's Satan, you know, come and destroy me. But it's the context. I think you're going to get power. And then they draw magic circles and pentagrams and all sorts of things because they know there's a lot of evil spirits, you know. In fact, Dr. Strange is constantly billed as one who's trying to, you know, he's basically dealing with the spiritual realm. You have to know all these spells and all these incantations and all these magic circles and so forth to control these demons so they don't destroy you. And you're supposedly getting in touch with sometimes, and they'll acknowledge even one of the top the top writers, Alan, Alan, Moran. Alan Moran and Grant Morrison, talk about contacting real demonic entities and mention that it is real. Uh, even Crowley and a lot of other practitioners mention that, hey, they actually warn you. Grant Morrison, second most uh, impacting or influential uh, writer of recent times says, but if you want to contact me, he's talking about contacting these demonic entities. He mentions it can be very dangerous. They come with a lot of bad energy. Crowley warned that you can go insane. A lot of his followers, you know, died there at his sex temple there in Sicily and, uh, and, and, you know, went insane. Look at any of the women that were close to him, man. This is, this is just bad. I mean, in one of the, uh, the first Dr. Strange movie, he's checking out and reading the occult. He's going into occult knowledge. God's word warns that we're supposed to stick with his word. Genesis chapter three, man, do not, God warns them, warns Adam and Eve not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's occult knowledge. That's, that's, this, that, that's deadly. The day they eat, what happens, man? Death sets in, man. They, they, they're separated from God. There's spiritual death. The very moment they eat, uh, they return to the dust. It brings destruction. They lose paradise. Uh, and that's what, that's what the occult does. It brings, it, it, it's about death. It's about opening yourself up to the power of Satan. And as Christians, we're called, we're, you're commanded, not just Chad and I and other brothers and sisters who are exposing these things, but all Christians. That's an, it's not Ephesians chapter five, verse 11. It doesn't say thus saith, you know, to pastors and elders and so forth. No, it says to Christians and are all commanded to have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, you know? So we're called to expose these deeds of darkness. Why? Because the church has a spiritual cancer, because the church has rushed headlong into these things. And I can tell you right now, millions of professing Christians will be talking about Dr. Strange more than they'll be talking about Jesus for quite a while now. Yeah. And, and it's in a positive way. That yeah, is, in a positive way. That's the that's the sad part. And, you know, we believe specifically when you look at Ephesians chapter five, when it he talks about it, it's shameful that he even has to bring these things up. Yeah. Uh, I believe that when he's saying that in Ephesians five. 11, 12, and then when you get to 13, that you shouldn't bring these guys' names up without shame. 
It shouldn't be without us saying how wicked this is. It shouldn't be like, wasn't that Dr. Strange film? Was, wasn't just the whole beautiful, the, the cinematic, I mean, just masterpiece of it all. Sam Raimi, he's just blowing us out. It's just amazing. No, it's wicked. It's disgusting. It's sick. And I don't want any part of it. And I know, Joe, we were just uh, last night talking with someone who was having demonic attacks, literal demonic attacks, who went yeah. through all of these things. And we're praying over after yeah. church. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you brought out to her was like, are there any of these things that you're holding on to that you still love or you still look at them without repudiation when it comes to these former occult practices? And yet occult is now just so mainstream. Yeah. It is just people carry it on their watches. They wear it on their T-shirts. Sadly, a ton of, you know, hopefully well-meaning believers have it in the background of their podcast shows. And this stuff is occultic material and it's heartbreaking. We do, but we're exposing it. That's exactly right. Now, amen. And so that's why we see that there is an importance here because as Joe mentioned, that these things are the biggest genres out there. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, all of these movies, it's not like, hey, there's this weird guy doing something in a cave that no one's paying attention to. This is being played on a big screen. This is being played on your kid's phone. These are the highlights they get on Twitter and TikTok and so forth. And they are enamored with it 24-7. And for us to go, oh, I don't pay attention to that stuff or it's not that big a deal. I think we are really digging a hole, putting our head in the sand and saying, this won't have any effect on our children. Yeah, and Dr. Strange, unfortunately... Just the surface stuff with Doctor Strange gets kind of obvious. I mean, he's constantly flashing the devil horns uh, with his with his hands. Uh, he's using that, you know, he got the lotus, the, the, the all seen eye, the lotus position. Sometimes in the shape of the Baphomet, uh, you know, with the Scarlet Witch. Which, by the way, read Alistair uh, Crowley. <laughs> he had his Scarlet Woman. Uh, he wanted him to be the Beast, and he looked at the Scarlet Woman as his bride, the Scarlet Witch, uh, as he's portrayed in. Marvel's the Marvel Universe, and I get, I'm going to be careful because I say too much. But the storylines are quite interesting. You can see that they just auto, they just pull stuff from Crowley's teachings into the Marvel Universe, and now the Marvel Multiverse. So, uh, I mean, it, it's a blow mine because we're actually going to be able to show where Gnosticism, where everything's inverted, where we where Doctor Strange is actually created as the the good guy that's trying to stop Yahweh, the, the living God, and we're going to expose uh, in next show we do on this a month now, a month from here or so uh where where basically he's fighting yahweh the creator of the universe in the marvel universe he's fighting against him and yahweh is made to be evil and dr strange is to be is supposed to be the good guy and it's really obvious once you see the storyline it's exactly what they're doing and i'm going to show where a member of crowley's oto wrote a lot of dr strange's stuff uh back uh, almost you know <laughs> Over a decade of, of of two decades almost of the most popular comics for Marvel and DC, he's probably the, he's among he calls himself the lead writer for Marvel and DC through the seventies and eighties, and uh, he was a member of Crowley's OTO and he worked a lot of Crowley's magic into Doctor Strange. I'm letting some out right now, but I'm not going to give all the details around about because when you see it, we have a lot of graphics during that show. Everything else is going to blow you away, and the, the DVD that we'll put out it'll be even better. Yeah, and 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 guys, I, I think this is important, and we're going to touch more on the arguments for watching these films next week when we go through uh, some of the more common arguments for people that watch them. But you know, I was watching somebody in the comments, Joe, and they were mentioning, "Hey, just people can't really understand the difference between 
fiction and nonfiction, you know? And so when I go and watch a film and it has the occult in it, I know that's not the occult from the Bible. So it's not that big a deal. We just watch it and I have the entertainment and that's, that's totally fine. Okay. What I like to do with that, Chad, is uh, if this gentleman or, or lady or whoever it is, if they have children and there was a fictional movie that was about orgies uh, between, you know, adults with kids, boys and girls and so forth. And uh, it made that look good. Would you watch that with your kids? Would you watch that alone? Saying, well, I know it's fiction. It's not really a school <coughs> where they're getting together, learning to have sex with each other and having sex with anything that moves. And it's all perverse. It's, it's just fiction. No, you would say, wait, fiction or not, this is an abomination to God. You're supposed to set no evil thing before our eyes, the Bible says. You know, uh, So you would right away, this person I would assume would say, oh, of course, I would never watch something like that. Why wouldn't you watch something like that? Well, because it's condemned by God as evil. You know, adultery, homosexuality, fornication. Yeah. Well, guess what? So is occultism, right? So is contacting the spirit world condemned by God as an abomination. So we love you, but I'm just encouraging you in the truth that God doesn't say, well, you know what? I don't want you to fantasize about a promiscuous sexual practices uh, and, and, and just say, hey, it's just fiction. I know the difference between what's right and wrong. But you can fantasize about you know, communicating with demonic entities and so forth and getting power from them. That's cool. Okay, God's consistent God. He's light and in him there's no darkness at all. There's no shadow of shifting in him. Uh, he's perfect. And he calls us to the standard of holiness and righteousness. And we're supposed to hate that which is evil. And we're telling you right now, and the problem is, is one of the deals is, is that uh, this show, we thought, you know what? We ought to do something right now, Dr. Strange, since it's coming out right now. I mean, some people be seeing it tonight, official date tomorrow. And we thought, you know, let's do something on it. But we didn't have enough time to do all the things we would like to do on that show because our video is not out yet. And if I say too much, some people say, well, he's saying that, but, well, guess what? When we do our our bona fide boom, exposing Dr. Strange's saying to Aleister Crowley, there'll be no room for argument. They'll be like, it's in their own words. It's obvious. So something that we're telling you that's connected to Satan is to Lester Crowley and promoting him, where I'm going to show you one of the main guys that wrote him, that he's on a show, and they're talking, he's being interviewed by Satanist, and they're talking about how isn't it great, you know, how uh, we're getting this message out and people don't even know what they're getting. Well, guess what? That right there should be abhorrent to us, that people are being deceived and that they're having glee over it. And we ought to know better not to warn people, but not relish in it and justify it. No, amen. And 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 the truth is, is that, you know, when any arguments made forth, the first person to plead his case is going to seem right until someone comes over and examines him. So we want to make sure that, hey, maybe people do think this is OK and, and this is fine. But we want to make sure we're examining it and we're doing it in light of what Scripture says. I think that's the most important thing, which I do this always in love. Even if we have disagreements, we try to do it always in Amen. love. We love you. But we do see the severity of it. We do see the importance of this. And for those who have just climbed on, by the way, we're so excited because we literally just got in the mail our video. If you guys are just new to the chat or I see you guys on there, I'll post a link on here as well. But we just got these in. I know you can still watch it right there, marveldcexposed.com. You can just go there and you can just click on and watch it right there on demand on the channel. It's very simple. But if you're saying, hey, I'd like to have a DVD or I want to pass this out. Like I said, I came to Christ because somebody said, hey, you got to check out. They sold their souls to rock and roll. Here's the DVD. And because I knew that person had given me something, I said, you know what? I'm going to check it out. I want to be able to look at this and, and say whether or not I believe it's true. 
And guess what? That was January 19th, 2009. And here I am. And by the way, we've had people through the years say about they sold their souls for rock and roll, uh, which was my first you know, video, actually. And we've had people say through the years that, Joe, this is the best way to witness to people, to win people to Christ outside of you know, the gospel and the Bible itself. You know? And uh, they've said that through the years because it's been very effective in your life as well. And well, we've had people writing about this. No kidding. Uh, Chad was just quoting someone just not too long ago that said, this is the best thing since they sold their souls for rock and roll. I've done a number of videos. So I'm glad to hear that. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's an eye popper. So I'd really encourage you to check that out, man, because those of you who have seen it, you might leave a note on the chat line with other people that are there, letting them know that, hey, this is eye popping because, and we literally show a reenactment of Downey Jr. with his own words saying, I mean, we're talking about the main star of the Marvel Universe for, you know, over a decade now, uh, how he was to get the Iron Man part, which, by the way, is a picture of Antichrist. He literally says that, that he was practicing the most intense ritualistic magic he ever practiced. He was using a, a, a stone, sunstone wand and stuff, a picture of Iron Man before he got the part and summoning these entities. And he said, you would have thought I was a Lester Crowley, the Satanist, his little brother. You know, it was so intense. And you, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I mean, this is just, just, and that's all in there, you know, the documentation for that and everything. This is real. This is, this is the spirit world contacting our kids and trying to, and by the way, our kids, unfortunately, these, I was saying Christian kids in general, they aren't being brought up in the word of God. They don't know scriptures. They don't know how to discern between good and evil. And then when they see their parents not hating evil and just saying, hey, this is okay, it sets an example for them. And they see two different things and they're not able to distinguish between good and evil and it jacks them up. So we got to be consistent as your parent. You want to be a good example and say, hey, you know what? I put certain things away from me, anything that is con condemned by God. And definitely the occult is condemned by the Lord God. Man, it's really awesome. You know, someone had had said on here that they saw it and, and they said they'll never look at Robert Downey the same way again. And I got to be honest, that's the same way for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is sad because so often I've seen online Christians that share Robert Downey Jr.'s story of, hey, look, he was in drugs and all of his stuff. And then because of Iron Man, now he gets to play with kids and show, share it with Iron Man, not realizing this dude was using wands and and literally, like you said, casting spells and manifest manifesting himself being iron man look like with pictures of iron man and so forth i mean it's just it's just incredible this is so real you guys i mean before i was a christian i opened myself up to the demonic world started channel lyrics and everything else and guess what i was just looking at books that talked about how to program your subconscious mind i'm reading books about hey you know visualize your success you know self-talk and you know, started visualizing, okay, I'm going to get better on my guitar. Before I knew it, I opened myself up to demonic entities. I mean, he's going so far beyond that. That was enough just because what you're basically doing is you're, you're saying, hey, here I am. Use me to the devil is what you're saying. And I didn't believe in Satan. Well, here this guy is knowing about Alessia Crowley, knowing about his magic, saying you would have thought I was Alessia Crowley's little brother. And he's getting pictures of Iron Man so he can manifest that character when he goes for the role. And he got the role. You were like, well, look how, uh, yeah, he's demonic. He's, He's channeling demonic entities. And when we watch those things, I just want to encourage you because the Bible over and over again uh, throughout the scripture warns us not to go to mediums. And when you have these folks admitting they're in touch with the demonic world, and that's what's basically energizing them. Otherwise, you wouldn't even see Robert Downey Jr. up there. He wouldn't have been the actor. He wasn't possessed like he sought to get, you know, as we show him summoning entities. Uh, guess what? When you're going, oh, man, it's just so good. I want more of it. You're actually going to be entertained by demonic entities because we're not wrestling against the flesh and blood. It's the prince and the power of the air that works through, it says, 
the, the uh, children of disobedience. So really think about that when you watch things where you know that the actor is acknowledging that he's involved in the occult and in touch with the spiritual world. Yeah, especially when that actor is literally playing an occultist. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking Doctor about Strange. Doctor Strange. And to bring that back, uh, we're going to be playing a clip here from this very video right here. Marvel and DC's War on God, the Antichrist agenda. You can get it now on demand or on DVD on MarvelDCExposed.com. And we're going to play a clip right here from our film where Joe goes in depth into Doctor Strange, not as in depth as the next DVD that's going to be coming out very soon as well. But check it out. Doctor Strange also plays a pivotal role with the Avengers in Infinity War and Avengers Endgame in defeating Marvel's twisted version of Christ, Thanos. Doctor Strange, while in an eastern lotus position, with his eyes rolling back in his head like a man possessed by a demon, and while making the satanic devil horns to cast magic spells, uses a time stone to survey 14 million possible timelines or futures. The Sorcerer Supreme ended up discovering the single future that would allow him and the Avengers to defeat Thanos. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? One. Later in Endgame, some Avengers return to life. Thanos' death snap is reversed by Doctor Strange's plan. Then Doctor Strange, as a Sorcerer Supreme, directs the final events of his plan with one hand as he holds back a tidal wave with the other. Doctor Strange creates the conditions that allow Iron Man the exact timing to steal back the Infinity Stones and destroy Thanos. While the physical aspects of Thanos' defeat are dependent on the Avengers, the key to the spiritual aspect of his defeat was a result of Doctor Strange, who was supposed to fight the mystical threats as the supreme sorcerer of the mystic arts. This sounds a whole lot like the Antichrist and the false prophet in the book of Revelation. Heroes like the Avengers protect the world from physical dangers. We sorcerers safeguard it against more mystical threats. Doctor Strange, as we've seen, is the prophet calculating, according to his occult powers, the possibility of successfully overcoming Thanos and defeating Thanos' hope for a new earth and ushering in a new age. This is not only significant because the Bible warns that there will be one ultimate false prophet who will work in tandem with the Antichrist, but because Doctor Strange was made by Marvel in the image of Satanist Aleister Crowley, who was the prophet of the new eon, of the beast of the book of Revelation, whom he also hoped to be. Just as Doctor Strange is the occult sorcerer prophet of the new age seeking to defeat Thanos, Crowley hoped to defeat Christ and usher in the new satanic age. In a subsequent part of this series, we shall see how one Marvel writer, Steve Englehart, was not only a member of Satanist Aleister Crowley's OTO, but that he made Doctor Strange an occult hero, opposing the creator of the Marvel Universe who not only created Adam and Eve, but rained fire and brimstone upon the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Englehart has also written several other Marvel characters like Captain America, the Hulk, and the Avengers. Nevertheless, the Satanist and Sorcerer Aleister Crowley has been the inspiration behind the Sorcerer Doctor Strange long before Steve Englehart even came on the scene. Now, Joe, I'm kind of excited for number two already in our seven-part series for Marvel, especially because as you're talking there, you're going to really show that connection. And like I said, for me personally, and for guys who are newer onto the live stream, for me personally, when you brought that out, that first meeting, that that's where I was like, wow, this stuff mm -hmm. is deep. And that was before. Think about when this that when we had that meeting. Yeah. That was before Doctor Strange would be the one that brought back yeah. in <laughs> this like faux resurrection, yeah, the, the, brought the, back all the characters. The was getting us ready to expose this. So 
the church would have an opportunity to see how deep this really goes. And and it's incredible that who would have thought that an outright occultist made in the image of a Lester Crowley would be the central key in all of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe in the sense that not as Iron Man, who was the foundation, and as we show in, in uh, Marvel and DC's War on God, ends up being a picture of the Antichrist, by the way. But when you look at it, you see Spider-Man. What was the last one? Well, it was all about Doctor Strange. Yeah. And now this film, which is really going to be a conduit, and as we've been exposing in this episode, is a conduit to go from, and we believe it's always been horror if you understood the occult imagery behind it, but to go from, hey, this is a, 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 you know, a superhero movie, this is great, to the horror genre, and in doing so, keeping a PG-13 rating to the surprise of fans yeah. who love the gore in it. And the reviewers are saying it's, I was surprised how demonic it was, and it's still PG. Wow, you know, and, it, and it's shocking. And it's not at the same time, but it, we should still be like, what in the world, you know? Because we see with Crowley, we see whether it's music, the most popular bands of all time, the Beatles, Crowley at the top left, one guy over at Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club band, uh, the Doors, big busted Crowley behind, you know, with in front of Jim Morrison and those guys, all the way up to Jay Z with "Do What Thou Wilt." Crowley's "Do What Thou Wilt." His wife, uh, you know, Beyonce with the big Baphomet, you know. Goat-headed ring, which uh, same Baphomet that Crowley used, that was uh, put out by Eliphaz Levi years before Crowley even. Uh, just and when you got the top, not just musicians, you know, Jimmy Page, biggest one of the biggest bands ever, Zeppelin, second, third, Rolling Stones, Beatles, and Beatles, Rolling Stones, Zeppelin, biggest bands from history. All of them influenced by Crowley. Jimmy Page saying big names are made today through Ready Steady Go, but by practicing the magical less Crowley to the biggest actor of our day, uh, the last fifteen years. Uh, practicing Crowley's magic, you know, or uh, insinuating that he is by saying you would have thought I was Lester Crowley's little brother, or down in junior in the Marvel Universe. Uh, <coughs> and we go on and on because we show Crowley's hand in all sorts of things, uh, sex education, influencing Kinsey, we just talked about earlier. It's just, it, it's it's heartbreaking. But so it's interesting. On one hand, it's like, who would think? On the other hand, it's like, par for the course because Satan's the prince of the air. And Crowley was a Satanist organizer. And that's how Satan puts his stuff out is, you know, just like uh, Ozzy Osbourne, 1984. Ozzy Osbourne, not considered the greatest voice, but 1984 Billboard gives him, you know, the the, the, the uh, singer of the year. And he's singing songs at that time. Mr. Crowley, won't you ride my white horse? You know, you weigh down Satan's call and just glorifying. So Crowley has been glorified over and over again. And I believe also through Harry Potter, you know, which we get into in our, our, our video, Hollywood's War on God. We show the, the parallels there, which are really just crazy and uncanny. But here it is again. So what's happening, he was a Satanist organizer. He wanted to be the Antichrist. He signed his name to Beast 666. He ended up not being the Antichrist, but he was used, being used by forces that would organize a lot of the occult world because he, was, he synthesized Eastern mysticism with Western occultism, brought them together as one, which is much what Dr. Strange does. And to get into it too much, but uh, it's just, Satan it's, basically turns the Bible inside out, turns the book of Revelation inside out, tries to, you know, as Alan Moore, the top comic writer in the last 15 years, had pointed out and said, Alan Moore said, yeah, Crowley makes the, the Satanists the good guys, which is what Alan Moore does as well, is everything is just inverted, everything's reversed. And basically, Satan is showing you what he's doing if you're watching and what he's planning for, you know, he's conditioning the world to receive the Antichrist. And Christians, we ought not to be like, oh, it's just fiction. We ought to be wise uh, to what's going on and say, wow, this is actually a, an agenda. And rather than watching wicked stuff, we ought to be preaching the gospel and warning 
the church against the things that Satan's using to desensitize them to get them to fall away from the Lord and open themselves up to these practices. And by the way, uh, we're going to show in quotes from this coming, uh, this upcoming expose, just as we show in this expose, that they admit it's propaganda. And we're going to show where they're admitting that they're uh, under the radar again, pushing Crowley's teachings, talking about those who are, um, you know, in, in, the, in the comics and, and involved in, in pushing the, it. In, yeah. in the books. Yeah. And, it's interesting because I can tell you this from they sold the social rock and roll. One of the things that stuck out to me, and this is very prevalent for what we're talking about today with Dr. Strange's movie coming out today and so forth, is there was a synergy behind all of these artists. And for mm-hmm. me, I was an atheist. And when I was when I was listening to Slipknot and Devil Driver and Hate Breed and Kill Switch Engage and so forth, and I was listening to these bands all the time. I didn't know what Do What Thou Wilt was when Devil Driver was singing it as at OzFest and I was in the mosh pit. I didn't know what 3D blasphemy meant. I had to look it up in a dictionary, right? I didn't know why there was a song called Heretic Anthem where it's 555 on 666. But when I saw as a non-believer saw in They Sold Their Souls to Rock and Roll, the parallel between all of these artists even which some of which are different decades, some of which are in different countries, but yet one spirit behind it. I knew that it wasn't just simply brainwaves going back and forth, but there is a spiritual realm. There, are, there, It is a fact, and the Bible is true. And when it says we are wrestling not against simply flesh and blood, there are principalities, there are powers, That's there, right. there are That's rulers right. in the heavenly realms. And if we understand that, then we can say, one, we're not going to be able to defeat him on our own strength. There's no possible way. That's right. But there is one that does defeat them, and that is Jesus Christ himself. And we can be taken out of the dominion of darkness that every single person is in if you are not with Christ. You're either a child of God or a child of Satan. First John chapter 3 makes that very clear. And the prince of the power of the air is working through the sons of disobedience. Any of these guys— any of these actors, any of these artists that are willing to do his bidding, he will work through them and he will use them to get you away from the gospel, to get you away from the truth. And I can tell you right now, right. it was that very truth that was exposed to me and they sold their souls to rock and roll that made me get on my knees when I heard the words of Jesus in Matthew twelve thirty: he who is not with me is against me. And when you hear that and understand that there is no gray area. There, right. there is, you have, there is no, I'm just riding the fence and hopefully I'll hop on at the end. If you're on the fence, you're already with Satan. Get on Jesus's side so you can go from that dominion of uh, darkness and go into the dominion of his marvelous son. Amen. Absolutely. We have victory in Christ. I mean, just read the end of the book. Revelation, read the last few chapters, man. Uh, Jesus wins. And if you're in Christ, you win with him because he has the victory. The Bible says, we're more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Amen. Uh, if if God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the full armor of God. So you can't just say, well, yeah, Jesus died for me. No, you have to also say, you have to put your trust in him and make sure you're following him and make sure you're obeying him where he says, put on the armor of God. The Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God. He'll draw near you. Submit to God, it says there in James. Resist the devil. Submit is a military term in the Greek, which means do an about face. You know, do a 180 and be submitted to God. Then the devil will flee from you. If you're not doing, if you're not submitting to God, and you're not, and, but now if you resist the devil and you submit to God, the devil will flee. But guess what? If you resist God, 
and you draw near the devil, you're opening yourself up to these demonic forces. So I want to encourage you to make a decision to, as Chad opened up, saying that uh, godly men in the Old Testament, and we read about where God comes against the false priests, where they didn't make a distinction between that which was good and evil, that which is holy and that which is profane. So make sure you're making a distinction. I want to show you right now that it's very serious that you make a distinction because a lot of these things that were these, were, these things are an abomination to God. The scriptures tell us that God, in God's word, listen to this, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12, what God calls an abomination that he's warned his people not to be partakers of. When his people came into the promised land and God jettisoned, he expelled, he vomited out the land, vomited out as we read, uh, the wicked who were having sex with animals, who were practicing occult practices like the ones that Crowley taught. And by the way, Crowley was a bestiality involved in uh, uh, promoting sex with copulation with a goat and and uh, slitting its throat during the climax and so forth. These are all the wicked practices he's involved in. Uh, sacrificing children, he writes about that. He says he sacrificed many children himself. Uh, uh, the scriptures warn about these things in Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12 and occult practices that if you practice the same things, and by the way, the first the first way to start practicing them is by not is by tolerating them. It's not that big of a deal. It's all right. And even if you don't end up practicing them, you're basically patting people on the back on their way to hell, or you're glorifying that which is evil, which is totally unbiblical. So Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12, Chad says this: when you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable or abominable things of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who uses divination, or one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, Dr. Strange, or one who casts a spell, Dr. Strange, or a medium, Dr. Strange, or a spiritist, Dr. Strange, or one who calls the dead, Dr. Strange. By the way, when you'll see in our next video that Dr. Strange has sold his soul to the devil so many times, that people have sold his soul so many times that demonic entities don't even want to deal with him anymore because he's so sold out to Satan. <laughs> Verse 12, for whoever does these things is detestable, to the Lord. Dr. Strange's character is an abomination to God, guys. Can't just say, oh, it's fiction. God knows that. No, that he knows that you know that it's about magic and it's detestable breaks his heart if you don't do something about it. And because of these, and because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. He goes on to say, if you practice what they're doing, I'll also drive you out of my land. And in Acts 19, 19, what should we be doing? Well, here's what we should be. Make should we we should make sure we're not doing these, bringing these things into our home. We shouldn't be bringing these occult things. In fact, listen to what it says in Deuteronomy 7, 26. Nor shall you bring an abomination into your house. You know how serious this is? Lest you be doomed to destruction like it. So if I start bringing things that the Lord says are evil in my house and they're being entertained by them and so forth, oh, I think this applies to that. Nor Because it says you shall not bring an abomination into your house lest you be doomed to destruction like it. You shall utterly detest it and utterly hate it, for it is an accursed thing. So things that are cursed by God, when you bring them into your house, you can become cursed as well. In fact, we read in Acts 19, 19 and 20, what we should do, Chad, we should destroy those things that are evil. In fact, if you, and I praise God, Chad, when you told me that brother that you talked to yesterday, they got rid of between 800 and 1,000 different comic books because of their, you know, the occult nature and so forth. I praise God, he didn't say, wow, I can make a lot of money off these things. Because he saw that he's loving his neighbors himself. He saw it as poison, occult poison. He wasn't saying, oh, let me make some money out of it as I poison someone else. In fact, we read in Acts 19, 19, 20, what the church at Ephesus did. Now, this was the same church when Paul wrote a letter to them, that scripture we keep quoting, 
because you're commanded, we're commanded to have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Hence, we are uh, obeying the scripture here. But that same church, the church of Ephesus, look what they did when they realized that their occult books were evil. They didn't say, well, you know what? We can just read them for entertainment value now. Now, listen to what it says they did. And many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of everyone. It's a public testimony, too. They're letting people know, hey, we're not involved in this anymore. <coughs> hey, this is evil. You shouldn't be involved in it either. I love that. That's one of the best ways to fulfill Ephesians 5.11. By not having knowledge, they're not having fellowship. Now they're exposing it as evil because they're burning them in the, in, the, in the sight of everyone. And they counted up the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. That's a lot of occult paraphernalia worth a lot of money. And they could have sold it, made 50,000, said, hey, man, let's sell it, man, make 50,000 pieces of silver for the church. And we'll use it for evangelism. No, they didn't. See how they were just straight up, man. They didn't try to basically, you know, make excuses for evil. Verse 20. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. And when you get rid of the occult things in your life, the things that God calls darkness, the music that expresses evil, the music that's contrary to God, movies that promote evil and the occult and so forth, you get rid of that stuff and you give glory to God. It says right here, and I love this. It says, so the word, so in connection to what they did, the word of the Lord was growing rapidly or mightily and prevailing. Then the word of God will prevail in your life and will prevail in the lives of those you're a witness to. A lot of people, I'm ta- I love you. We love you. We encourage you. A lot of your walks are weak because you are being entertained by that which is evil because you're listening to music that's evil. I want to challenge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to get rid of the music that you know isn't glorifying to God. Get rid of the stuff that's pushing the occult in the movie world or pushing promiscuity, pushing sexual perversion, getting rid of those kinds of things and saying, Lord, help me spend more time with you. Help me listen to music and it glorifies you because the biggest, the most repeated command of scripture is to sing the Lord. You start doing those things. I've had people come to me and say, Joe, I took that. I took a challenge like that and, and I stopped listening to all the secular wicked music. And man, that's when my walk really picked up with Jesus. Now they're listening to Shane and Shane, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, they're singing to the, the Lord themselves. They're getting rid of the junk in their lives. And I'll just give you one last, two last scriptures. For the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Hate evil. You fear the Lord, you'll hate evil. You won't inter- be entertained by it. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and speech, perverse speech. Last scripture I read. Let this apply to all of us, myself included, Chad as well. Psalm 104, verses 2 through 4. Psalm 101, I'm sorry, verses 2 through 4. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. When you're in your house, not just public, but when you're home, I will walk with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Can that, is that true of us? I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the doers of evil. They shall not come near to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know not evil. I love that, man. I'm going to hate the works of evil hands. I'm going to love those who Jesus died for, which is the world, and pray for them. But I'm going to hate evil that's being pervaded. And I'm not going to take a big sewage pipe in your yard and route it in through your window, into your living room or dining room, or into your room, or into your office. No. Why would you do that? That'd be gross. Well, that's exactly what you're doing spiritually if you're allowing Satan to just Put all this filth into your heart. Jesus said, the good man brings the good that's been stored up in his heart out. The evil man brings the evil that's been stored up in his heart out. Let's not bring evil. Let's not store up evil. Let's put Jesus first and let's endure in our faith to the end. Love you guys. Amen. God bless you guys. 
You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.